Gentlemen, thank you for the time. It's great to see you. Uh, Pete, how are you, bud? What's up? I'm good. Everything's good. Get this draft here and uh, let's get rolling. I'm ready for it. It's, it the, the lead up to this thing is so overblown and probably more so this year than any other year because that's all we're doing. It's all we have. Tony Vaselli with us. Uh, are you in your backyard with palm trees, Tony? Where are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the backyard. Well, because I didn't have uh, as many books as you and uh, Pete had in, for the background. I mean, it's a it's a complete facade you guys are trying to sell to us that you actually read. I know Pete can't read. By the way, there's my, of there's my bobblehead that my wife had made for me yeah. a couple of years ago. It doesn't look anything <laughs> like me. But you know what this is, though, Tony? This bobblehead, just from being in this room, knows more about the game than you do. So, I mean, it has that much going on. Well, you know, the, you know why that doesn't look like you at all? Because it has a neck. Well, it's, it's, it's really a thin me. A little taller than you, Pete, too. I don't know. It, it is. I, I think, I think it's, I'm up to its waist when I stand there, so that's good. <laughs> Let's talk Jaguars, fellas. We'll get to the draft and your thoughts on what's going to happen uh, tonight coming up a little bit later. But let's start with the big news on social media this week. Yannick Ngakwe and Tony Khan going back and forth on Twitter. It caused a stir, certainly around Jacksonville. I know it did around the league as well. What do you have? a co-owner talking to a player during a contract dispute Pete that's always noteworthy well it's noteworthy but it's, it's not a good look for either side to be honest with you um but you know Yannick went in there and he was looking for a fight and he got one so I think when you when you ask for a fight and you get a fight you're a little surprised I don't think he was he was a little shocked I think and uh look bottom line is what are his options and what is he angry about I ask that question all the time what are his issues with the organization? If it was Tom Coughlin, he's gone. So what's his issue? Does he not like Doug Marone? He hasn't said. Take the money. He was offered $18.5 million. Would he take that right now? Probably not. He would be foolish if he didn't take that. Well, I think the interesting thing is, it's a, it, I think, yeah, you never like the look from either side, Pete. You're correct there. I think it was worse for Yannick. Because if you're a team and you're watching this back and forth and engagement on social media, I'm not saying it stops you from taking them, but it's like, oh, man, is this, is this, is this a headache that we're going to be uh, taking on? And I've never known Yannick to be that. That's why I was a little bit surprised by the interaction. Um, but you, I, you and I are on the same page. I mean, take the money. Um, I, 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 we've talked about this, and, and I'm curious. I'd like to know, Pete, maybe you've heard. Is the issue why they haven't moved them because no one's willing to give them the one that they're asking for? Or is it because no one's willing to pay Yannick what he wants? I think it's a combination of the two, Tony. Uh, you have, I've, he's been out there. The rumors have been out there. He's, uh, anybody wants him, come get him. Nobody's come and got him. I mean, because nobody's given up a one and something. And I think that's what they want, a one and something. And, and because if you give up a one and something, then you also have to pay him. And if he's not happy with the $18.5 million they offered him here, what's he going to be happy with in another spot? So I think it's, it's working against him. And in the end, I'll be honest with you, I think he's going, to have to be, he's going to have to play for the tag. And people say, well, he's not going to play for the tag. He's made $4.5 million in his career, and he can make eight, almost 18 in one year. If he gets he's advice playing. not to play, then his agent should be fired on the spot. Yeah, that's it's, it's life-changing money. I mean, that's generational money right there. Hey, and that's why you should – I mean, and we never really knew what the final offer was last year because there were so many different reports out there. But if he's – you know, if it's an average of 18, 18 and a half, $19 million with, you know, 50 
or anywhere near 50 guaranteed. I mean, that is like, that's generational wealth that, and he's still a young man. And so if he plays well, he's going to get paid big again. He, I think they overextended their hand a little bit, Tony. I mean, look, Fowler had 11 and a half sacks last year, more than your, more than he did. And he got 15, I think, or 15 or 16 on an average. So uh, Clowney was asking for 22 and they laughed at him and he's way down now. So they, they overextended their hand. Now they have to go back and try and regroup and get the 18 million. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli with us. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. The other big topic this week, before the draft at least, is the status of Leonard Fournette. And is he a name that is – under consideration for being moved before or during the draft. That was reported earlier in the week. What are the chances of this happening, Tony? Could he go before the draft? Could he go during the draft? Is this a done deal and we're just kind of hearing about it? What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire in this situation. I think he is being shopped out there. Um, And again, I think it's about the compensation. What What do the Jaguars want? My guess is, they're not getting higher than a three. I wouldn't expect because it's his last year. I mean, maybe you can, you can take the fifth year. Um, But you know, third, fourth rounder, you know, do you move him if you're the Jaguars? Uh, He is in his last year of his contract. I do not see them if he stays taking that fifth year. And uh, I think, you know, I wonder what Leonard thinks. I mean, is it maybe just time for both sides to move on to another opportunity? But uh, yeah, it would not surprise me at all. But I think the deal needs to get done before the draft because, you know, after that, then there's no – the sense of urgency is not there any longer because now you're talking about picks, picks for next year. I'd give up a third for – I mean, I, if, they, if some team offered a third for him, I'd take it in an instant. I, yes. I don't think they get it. I don't think they'll get a third, though. No, I, I don't either. I think, I think it'll be a fifth. I think it's a fourth. I think fourth, it's a fifth. Fourth or fifth. Yeah. yeah. Would you take a five for him? I don't know if I would. I make, might make him play the year. The problem yeah, is – Clearly, you want to get them out of there for other reasons as well. Let's be honest. Well, the, well, there's all those reports that came out, and that's not good either. I mean, because you don't want uh, – I mean, because teams know. I mean, it's not just – it's you know, this isn't a static uh, issue. I mean, it's uh, – it, when you trade for a player, it's not like all the stuff he was dealing with and, you know, the issues the other team had with him disappear. It's not like all of a sudden, like, oh, everything's fine now. And so – when that information starts being talked about and other issues and everything else, team take all that no different when they, than when they draft a player and want the background information off the field, how the, the teammate, how's in the locker room, yada, yada, yada. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what a team would be willing to offer. But right now, I mean, you think about it, you got two of the better players probably that you'd expect going into next year for your team, both on the trading block. And uh, it's, gonna, it's an interesting offseason right now. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli with us, Jaguars Happy Hour on draft night, 8 o'clock the start time tonight for the 2020 NFL Draft first round. And the Jaguars have the ninth overall and the 20th overall picks in this first round. I know that there's a lot of picks before the Jaguars are on the clock, guys. I'm going to ask each of you, though, what is your gut? What's going to happen at 9 and 20 in a perfect world? Pete, we'll start with you for the Jaguars. Well, are Perfect there world. going to be a lot of picks before they pick? That's a good question. I mean, oh. would they be moving up to, to maybe go explore the possibility of taking a player they have their eye on? I mean, that's always in the cards, too. They have ammunition. They have a ton of picks. And people will say, well, why would you go up? Well, if you have an idea, you like one of the quarterbacks, maybe you go up. I think that's a possibility. If they're stuck at nine 
and the draft board goes the way I think it will go, I think they'll have a decision to make between the corner, probably C.J. Henderson or Akuda, because people in the league like Henderson more than Akuda, and one of the left tackles. I think that's going to be their situation or Kinlaw. And you keep hearing Kinlaw – Kinlaw has some stuff in his, you know, injury issues that would be concerning. He plays high. I think he's got a great upside, but could they swing and take that chance with him? So I think they play it safe in the most scenarios, and I think they take C.J. Henderson slash left tackle, who was ever on the board. Yeah, I'm similar there at nine. I would say it's, you know, I think Derek Brown, if he's there. Which he won't I, be there. He won't I don't be think there. he's going to be there. I think that's who they like. But we didn't think Josh Allen would be there at seven last year, and he fell. No. Uh, because of a series of things. I, Pete, I get what you're saying, but uh, I do agree. I mean, I think the corner is probably where they're going to go to find someone opposite Trey Herndon. They have a lack of depth at that position. The starting, they have a lack of starting caliber players at that position. Um, I'm still intrigued with these tackles, but I think it's a pretty deep tackle draft. And maybe uh, in the second round, uh, a guy like an Austin Jackson from USC, who's very talented, probably didn't play up to the level of his ability while at USC, but super talented. Uh, maybe you get a guy like that in the second round to fill that tackle position at 20. Um, I think they go and find someone who can score touchdowns for them. I think they need weapons. Um, and, you know, I don't, you know, it's, a, it's really hard to tell who's going to be there. It's because when does the run on receivers start? I actually think the run on tackles will be first. Um, but we'll wait and see. But I think it's a guy who scores touchdowns. Tony, I know you haven't been as into this draft for obvious reasons as you normally yeah. would have. Have you watched the tackles? Very little, Pete, just because, you know, uh, just all the reasons you know why. I mean, with COVID and everything else and not having the access to the uh, stuff that I usually would. Um, I've watched a little bit. I like the Beck, uh, Beckham or Beckham, Beckham Beckton. kid. Beckton. Beckton. Yeah. Uh, at Louisville, just because I think he's freakish. His upside is huge. Uh, he's such a big man. Tested so positive at the combine. That's a concern, though, not because he smoked pot, but because he, he was foolish enough to test positive at the combine. Right. Well, I mean, that's an issue. I, I don't disagree, but, I mean, Laramie Tunsil was, had a gas mask on, you know, the night of the draft or whatever. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, <laughs> and he's doing just fine. Um I think Thomas is probably the safest of those guys. I agree. I, think, I agree. I don't know if he has the upside of the uh, Beckham from Louisville, but he is really good, athletic, played in a great system, great conference against great competition. So I don't think you can go wrong there. But I do think it's a deep draft. I'm interested to see where the kid from USC goes. I mean, obviously because I'm partial and I watched him during the year. Um, I think he's athletic, uh, but, you know, obviously didn't perform at the level those other guys did. Yeah, I think there's not much difference between the top four tackles. Like, for example, if you took Becton one or Becton four, I don't think it would surprise anybody because Wills is pretty good, but he plays right tackle. Wirfs is good. He's played both right and left. I think he's a right tackle too. But then you drop down. You mentioned Jackson. I'm not sure he's going in the first round, Tony. You mentioned being a project. I'll give you a name that probably will go in the first round, Ezra Cleveland from Boise. And I went yeah. back and watched him against Florida State because, you know, Florida State, you know, you're sorry. I, I watched there. it. Yeah, I watched it. He was good now. He's a good player. Good player. Yeah, yeah he's so, a good player. So, but I, I think no, Jacksonville I, will take a tackle at some point in the first two rounds. Don't you agree? I, I do agree, and I think that I think that a guy like Austin Jackson will be could be there in the top of the second, um, and that maybe you take him there because I do think I think it's probably if I was a betting man at nine, it's corner. I just think they they, they got to address that, and if Henderson or Akuda is there. 
I think they take one of those two. Unless Brown is um, there. Unless Brown is there. Well, if, if Brown's Brown. there, all bets are off. You're taking Brown. But right. to your point, you know, I mean, I'm saying, what right. do you think's going to happen? Right. I mean, I said last year they'd take Josh Allen if he's there. I didn't think he's going to be there. Right. And, you know, they took him. Um, and then I do think they go to guy, someone who can score touchdowns uh, at 20. You got to get guys who can score. Justin Jefferson might be there at 20. He could be there. Because I don't think – I think the run on the receivers will happen like – early 10, 12, 13, 14, and 15, the first three guys will probably go. Who do you like best? Who do you like? I like Ruggs. Well, I think Ruggs is a game changer. He's, he's Tyreek Hill. And you so, can't teach so let me that. Ask you and a he's question. tough. Let me ask you this, Pete. You're sitting at 20. Ruggs is on the table still at 16, 17. Do you trade up either Jags to go get him? Yes, I do. I go get yeah, him. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. Uh, here's, I mean, this is a team we're talking about. Yannick might not be here. Leonard Fournette might not be here. Clay's is gone. Um, Eifert, you know, you can tie tight end, but it's a 50-50. What's going to happen? I mean, this is a team where some of your best players are gone or age or whatever, and you need, to, you need to hit on this draft, and you need guys who can help you this year if you expect to try to make a run and uh, improve over last year's schedule. Think about this. Record. If, if yeah. Jan – is gone and Fournette is gone. The two two of the best, maybe the two best players on the team are Allen and Taylor, right? The two rookies yeah, from a year ago. Yeah, two rookies. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, they are. Uh, let's not well, Chark is in the Chark is Chark, in the conversation. Chark's there, obviously, too. Yeah, yeah, but I would say, I mean, if you're looking, okay, fair, yeah, okay, it's one of those three, right? Two of them are two of them are second year players, right? So I mean, that and, tells you the youth you, factor. Fellas, thank you very much. Pete Briscoe, CBS Sports Senior Writer. Tony Baselli, proud of the Jaguars' left tackle. Uh, great to see you guys. And I think this is the first time – I know we've all three been on the air, but I think you two have been on the air together since the season. So thank you for taking yeah, so, the time today. Pete, I'll see you, uh, I'll see you in uh, seven months. Seven months? Where's that? Yeah, that's when we start the show again, isn't it? Six months, five months. When do we start the show What'd you again? Do? Night? Lose your ability to count, too. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> no it's, wonder it's why you. No wonder why you're saying you're thirty pounds lighter. You're lying about that. You don't know how to count to thirty. All right, I, hey, I gotta go. We see you. <laughs> see you guys. See you. I'm leaving. <laughs>